Hey mama, do you feel like motherhood is mundane? You lack joy when you wake up and your feet hit the ground because you're not sure of your purpose? Do you want to invite God into your mom life, your marriage, and your life in general, but you just don't know how? Do you feel tired like you have no time and you're always putting yourself last? Hi, I'm Jill Vorball, a Christian mom life coach. And in each episode, I'll be showing you how to make time for you, your relationship with Jesus and others. I'll teach you how to grow with God and apply his word to your everyday life. And most importantly, I'll be here cheering you on each week, reminding you that you're worthy and that you do have purpose. You have a future. You have a hope. And that you can find satisfaction in motherhood. I'm going to show you how to live intentionally with less stress, more joy, all while serving God and others. So grab your Bible and get ready to be transformed. This is the Faithful Mama Podcast, a place where we learn to fill up on Jesus so we can pour into others. Listen in. Hey friends, it is Thanksgiving week, and that is why today's episode is going to be all about Thanksgiving. And no, I'm not talking about Thanksgiving, like the day, like turkey and the meal and the event of Thanksgiving. I'm talking about real Thanksgiving. And isn't it funny how Thanksgiving comes right before the month of consumption of Christmas, where we're consuming cookies and food and calories and entertainment and music and movies and presents and all of these things like Christmas is truly such a month of consumption in so many ways and yet we have this amazing month of November to truly get our hearts in a place of thanksgiving so that when we go into this month of consumption We have a heart that is already glad and anything else is just extra. So that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about how we can let go of all of our expectations for the holidays and Christmas and do that by having a heart of gratitude and thanksgiving. And how do we get our hearts in that place? Prayer. I was reading a book called Mustard, The Excitement of Prayer Answered by Virginia Whitman. And I just want to read this part to you because I think this is so neat. She says that prayer gladdens the heart. Prayer is spending time with God. How can one commune with the most wonderful of all beings without being thrilled by it? One rejoices at at what has already come to pass in his life and the resources that are his through prayer. He is made glad by the fellowship with God, by the release from stress, by the prospect of the outcome. 
prayers of praise and thanksgiving especially do this for one. Many are the testimonies that when one who was feeling discouraged began to thank God for his blessings and praise him for his goodness, it resulted in the depression being lifted. It is a good practice to begin every prayer with thanksgiving and praise. Prayer imparts radiance. When Moses came from the presence of God, his face was so aglow that people could not look at him. He had to wear a veil when he mingled with them. So the person who communes often and intimately with the Lord can become so filled with the spirit that his face too will glow. That must have been why people beholding Peter and John took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus, as it was said in Acts 4.13. Prayer is a wonderful and glorious privilege, yet at the same time a serious responsibility. One need not, however, carry this responsibility alone. He has the Holy Spirit interceding as he prays and also Christ sitting at the right hand of God. It is he and we coordinating with God that results in our petitions being granted. When we engage in prayer, God's purposes are served and the one who prays is enhanced. Scripturally pursued, prayer changes the life of the one who prays puts a thrill in their heart as they see God work and imparts a radiance to his face as he comes from the prayer closet. I thought that that was such an amazing little excerpt because it is so true when you see a person who is so prayerful and so close to God, they truly glow. I know people who spend their time with God. The countenance of their face is just different. I love sitting with my coffee in the morning and just telling God what I'm thankful for. That little exercise every single morning, starting it with a thankful heart, is a weapon against all the hard things that will happen in my day. It not only helps with the rest of the day, but it also energizes. It's like fuel. You're you're thankful. You're feeling joyful. You're ready. You're like, today is a blessing. Let's do this. One can tell when I don't start my day thanking God, (laughs) if you live with me. But um, it's just so amazing to me how simple of a task it is to start our day with a thankful heart, but the amazing benefits that come from it. So we need to cultivate thankful hearts. Have you ever noticed when you see people that just seem to be in a good mood no matter what circumstances that they're going through, they usually have chosen to trust God even through the most difficult of situations. So choosing to be thankful, you, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you can easily do this by when you hate the task at hand, 
you thank God for the blessing in it. So if it's laundry while you're folding it, thank the Lord that you have clothes. Thank the Lord for the people that are wearing those clothes. So if you're folding your daughter's little tiny PJs with footy pajamas, thank God that you have a healthy baby. You know, um, thank God for a husband that provides. Um, thank God when you're washing dishes or preparing a meal for the food that he's providing. All of these little things throughout the day, not just in the morning when you pray, but throughout the day. I mean, this can turn our frowns upside down. There's so many different ways to remember to thank God, even for the smallest things that we usually take for granted. I mean, I was lucky enough to go on a missions trip. And a lot of times when I'm in the shower, I thank God for it. Most people in America probably don't realize the luxury of it, but like to have clean water that gets hot as opposed to you don't really know what's in your water and it's cold. It is such a blessing. When I got home after my missions trip, I felt almost spoiled to take a shower. And I think that that always has stuck with me. I felt like I was at a spa when I got home and took a shower in a regular warm shower. There are things that we take for granted that we can be thankful for all day long. Thank God for the relationships in your life. Tell your friends how grateful you are for their help and their friendship and be known as a person with a cheerful heart and a thankful attitude. It not only changes us when we are grateful and have a heart that is filled with gratitude, but it changes the people that we're with. I know when I'm with somebody that has such a thankful attitude, it changes me. I'm like, I want to be more like that. So we have such an amazing opportunity. God literally tells us, do not worry, but in all things, pray with prayer, praise and and thanksgiving. He wants us to start every prayer with thanksgiving because he knows what it does to our hearts. It's like right before we're going to plant a, a seed, we need to prep the soil, right? So God's saying, prep the soil of your heart and thank me for all the blessings that you have. And then your heart's at this great place to then plant these seeds for good growth, meaning So if I start my day prepping my soil, the soil of my heart with thankfulness, as I go throughout my day, the seeds that I'm trying to grow, my children, my marriage, my friendships, all of those things grow so much better in good, thankful soil. It's just funny to me because I think so many times I see gardening um, in these passages. And it's no wonder that God had us start out in a garden. (laughs) But literally all of his teachings can constantly go back to our hearts as a garden and the things that need to be planted and the things that need to grow and how we can do it um, in such a beautiful, beautiful way. 
Um, I'm going through the story right now with my children about good hearts producing good fruit and, and, you know, bad hearts producing evil fruit or bad fruit. And it is so crazy. The fruit of the spirit, it's constantly about like growing things. So we should really remember what, what can make the soil in my life good and thankfulness, thankful hearts, cheerful, thankful faces, memories, meditations every single day will change your world and it will also change the people around you. Another um, another devotion that I was reading was about Thanksgiving and Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. It's such a beautiful verse. I mean, we should really do everything with thanksgiving. But Karen Stubbs, um, who was on the podcast not too long ago, wrote a devotion called Moments with God for Moms. I've tagged this a few times in different episodes, but this is what this is what the um, devotion says. It says, there is no, nothing worse than children who constantly complain. It is frustrating on so many levels, but mainly because they are usually complaining about something that you can't change. For example, when a child says, I'm hot, what can you do about the weather? When children complain about being bored, what can you really do? Teach your children how to choose to be thankful and praise God for what they do have in life. Teach them to be thankful for the day, the sunshine, their food, and the shelter over their heads. Point out the things that God has blessed your family with, such as health, love, and even their siblings. As always, you need to teach them by showing them what it means to show gratitude Do this by constantly reminding yourself of the many blessings that surround you. And I can attest to this, guys. Like, I I read that and my dad was not a complainer, is not a complainer. And and he often was really thankful. And I want my kids to walk around in a good mood, whistling when one day when they have children and families and husbands and wives of their own. And how can I expect them to be that kind of parent or husband or wife if I'm not that parent or husband and wife now? We are the example. We can't walk around complaining and then raise, think we're going to raise these grateful little humans. It's so important that we choose Thanksgiving, that we choose gratitude, that we choose to be an example of seeing all the good and wonderful gifts that God has given us. There's always, always, always something to be thankful for. So with that being said, I challenge you this week to write a list of 30 things that you are thankful for. And this holiday season, anytime you start feeling discontent or stressed out with the holiday or you start feeling anxious or stressed out or consumed with consumerism in and of itself, go back to your list and see what it does to your heart. 
Dear Lord Jesus, we come to you now with thankful hearts. We know that having a thankful heart puts a glow on our face when we see you and we thank you and we commune with you in prayer, thanking you for all the amazing blessings that you've blessed us with. We see how it literally lifts us up out of depression. It changes our world and it changes the world of those around us. Help us to be thankful mamas so that we can have thankful children. We want children to reflect you, Lord. Your joy, your love, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your gentleness, and your self-control, Lord. We know all those things stem from a good, thankful heart, Lord. And we ask that you give us those hearts and help us pass those hearts on to our babies. We just love you, Lord, and we're so thankful for the holidays and for Thanksgiving. Let us all have a blessed holiday season, Lord, and remember, let us remember that the gift truly is you, and we just love you so much. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Faithful Mama podcast a place where we fill up on Jesus so we can pour into others. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to head over to the ratings and review section. And if this is something that you know will touch another mama's heart, please share it with her. And as always, stay faithful. Hey friend, Have you heard? I created a free mini course just for you. It's called the Divine Destiny Mini Course. This course will take you from unmotivated, messy motherhood to understanding your divine destiny that was placed on your life from God. I know what it feels like to be completely stuck. I was so lost and lacked direction and without direction, there's just no motivation. But this will take you from feeling like you're going in circles to growing with God. It will take you from feeling lost and unseen to motivated and clear on where God wants you to go. I promise this will empower each role of your life and inspire you to be the best version of yourself. After this course, you will be excited for your future and all that is to come. So what do you say? Let me and Jesus hold your hand and walk you into all he has for you. You can find the mini course in the show notes or on my website at jillwarball.com. I can't wait for you to be inspired.